Tonight, we welcome Johnny Ross Andrew, Michael Weldon, and Jared Wallace, the trio known collectively as State Faults. They are part of a proud lineage of great punk bands that have come out of the North Bay in the last decade, and a part of a smaller but also proud lineage of great punk bands that have joined on stage with Jim and Tom. (gasps) All right. So here's the agenda. We're going to have a deep-reaching, emotionally stretching conversation. Of course. And then we are going to be treated to a collection of songs by the one and only State Faults. Woo! Mm. <laughs> Welcome to the program, guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Here's a question that we should always ask, but we never do. Where does the name come from? Oh, oh man. It's like the worst question. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll cut it. But here's something interesting. We had Rags okay. on. We had Wait, Rags what? on a couple weeks ago. Remember the band yeah. Rags? Yeah. Remember the band Rags? I do remember okay. Rags. Yeah. Uh, do you know where their band name comes from? No. no. See, we didn't find this out till afterwards, and I was like, this would have been interesting information to have during the show. Uh, and the reason is, and the reason they're called Rags, is because the lead guy, Charlie Davenport, it's his middle name. Oh, Rags? Right. Like legally his middle name. Legally his middle name. Charles that was Rags what his parents point. bestowed upon him. That's well, kind of cool. My middle name is State Faults. So. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the band's name comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. no political statement. No. 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 no, no, no. Well, it's like Dawkins or Van Halen. Just your name. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. weird. Well, <laughs> works really good. Some people are uh, musicians, artists, uh, individuals are very opinionated and right. political. And they would say, oh, State Faults. That sounds like a statement of some kind, but you you roll your eyes at that. Well, <laughs> well, it's really just like bad mouthing Michael because he has so many faults. Right, <laughs> we're always stating them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we used to be Brother Bear. So, what did Brother Bear? Where'd that name come from? Brother Bear. Well, <laughs> I don't really. Did we just call each other Brother Bear a couple were so, times? I think in a text message yeah. somebody called one of the other guys Brother Bear, and we were like, "Let's just name our band that. Like, let's do that Brother Bear." Um, Tom Gaffey. I'm yeah. I'm, what was your first band's name? Oh God! <laughs> Jesus, it was actually called Off the Cuff. Off the Cuff. That's not were you bad? <laughs> were you a, were you a cover band? Because that's what it sounds yeah, like. We were, Why isn't this we called Off the Cuff with cover. Jim and Tom? <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking about calling it Far Out with Jim and Tom. Dude, that's he says it so much. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. yeah. But, far out with Jim and Tom. Well, because you just say it a lot. That's true. It's far out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was a dumb question to lead with. We will not look. We <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to cut it, though. This was pretty entertaining. We, we're gonna, and, it, and it connected to the whole Brother Bear thing. Yeah. Because that was part of the reason, because eventually we're like, oh, fuck, Disney, Brother Bear. Oh, a million other bands called Brother Bear. You know Bear. what? And we had really? never seen that movie until we started the band, and we were yeah. s- very disappointed. This is how, oh, go ahead. Well, there's another band that there was called Brother Bear, and it's funny because they had done some on their website, made some blog posts about how they just... They actually won a court case against some other band who was using Brother Bear. Wow. And they're like, we legally have the name Brother Bear now. What so. I what I would have liked was that the name Brother Bear came from the fact so it was it was you and, and him, right? Yeah. Okay. And when I say you and him, I mean I mean Jared and I mean Johnny for mm-hmm. those audio listeners. Um, <laughs> I would have liked it if it's like you were brother. And he was bare. And like Hollow Notes? You know, well, you know, if they were pet That's names, not... I'd be fine with that. Right. You, you know, know, you could really screw I'm those other bands. I'm a bear for sure. It'd be you more can, like Brother hairier, Twink. Right? Yeah, That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Bigger, you could call bigger. it Brother and I'm a Twink bear. Versatile. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> twink Versatile, yeah. Do you know what that means? <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah. Aren't we literally? It's inappropriate. <laughs> it just means that you're willing to do both. Yeah. And yeah. everything yeah. in between. Michael's a <laughs> Michael's a power bottom. It's definitely a power bottom. <laughs> do you think so? I don't think so. I feel like I'm a slender man. I don't have much going on. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Is that is that not how? It, well, I don't know how it works, so. my friend. <laughs> okay. You don't. It, the, your Apparently size. You're gonna get a lesson. Your size okay. uh, makes no difference about whether you're power bottom okay. or not. It's the it's, it's you the know it's, it's what you bring to the table. Is it endurance. Yes. Thank okay. You. No. Well, kind what? of. Right. No, I'm just saying what you bring to the table. <laughs> So that's in table, bed, like chair, backseat, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Wherever you want to do it. Yeah. Right. It doesn't the location, not important. Mm-hmm. Anyway. McDonald's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't have time machines. We look forward, not backwards. Yes. But maybe Brother Twink would have been the good name <laughs> for the band. Brother Twink. It would have made way more sense. <laughs> I would have liked that. Could you anyway. imagine? Like, if only we could go back. In yeah. Time. Well, and you know, yeah, that start just, this over again. No. It it works because of uh, twinkly emo. Some some of yeah. the bands in the emo scene are called Twinkle Daddies because their guitars are so twinkly sounding. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of goofy. It's a goofy term. name. I've always thought that the the term uh, the shoegaze music was a goofy term. It is also. a goofy. What do you term. think about that? Do you know what shoegaze? I, no, music? I, you know I've only been doing this for thirty years and I don't <laughs> recall this any is, of this. Okay, this is interesting. Uh, what what are like big shoegaze bands? Oh. Uh, My Bloody Valentine. Oh, uh, yeah. Slow Dive. Uh, is, uh, ride, I think, is considered. So you know, what first. are we talking about? This is, this is so fascinating. This is so <laughs> fascinating. When I first learned this, it was like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to, who wants to explain what shoegaze it's is? It's like, okay, someone interject if I'm wrong. It has to do with the kind of music and the dudes are rocking so many effects that they're constantly God. looking at their shoes, making sure they're turning on all their stuff at the right yeah, time. Yeah, they're constantly staring at the floor at their effect pedals. And it's and they're just shoes. and it's somber music, so they're usually just like, Ugh, yeah. Just like so down. I think that's where it all kind of derives. And it's from. and it's very the music's very washy. It's very reverb and delay. And now that you mention some of that stuff, and you might notice that the audience is actually honoring the whole thing by shoegazing themselves. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. That happens okay. a lot. I feel, I feel like a lot of our audiences are definitely yeah. shoegazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something. I just love the image that the term Twinkle Daddy evokes. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like a leather daddy. Well, exactly. <laughs> Similar, but, yeah. but different. All right, I have, a, I have a, a, an experiment with this, and if it goes great, it goes great, and if it doesn't, that's fine. Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so uh, when we prep for these things, and you know, I didn't, you and I didn't really know you guys personally prior to this. It's kind of like uh, doing research and like meeting somebody like online and getting ready to go on a date with them. Yeah. It's like you want to like stalking. It's like stalking. <laughs> oh, yeah. And no, seriously, and it's like it's like well, I want to make sure we have something to talk about. Right. I want to make sure that I don't sound like a, a total idiot. Did you guys <laughs> notice there was a Honda kind of hanging out in your neighborhoods for the last week? or so? <laughs> Oh, that's your Honda. <laughs> so binoculars. Um, I guess my first question would be in in regards to that. Um, have any of you ever done internet dating before? Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, like, <laughs> do you mean like like Match.com or just you met a girl on Instagram and you're like, I'm going to pursue it? I want all of it. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact, my current girlfriend who I've been with for the past year, almost year and a half, I met online on an online dating site. Which online dating site uh, was that? It was OkCupid. OkCupid. Yeah. And then were there... Was there mingle. Uh, <laughs> Farmers only. <laughs> okay. Uh, J-date. Uh, that's the Jewish one. Anyway, uh, did you have to like go through a lot of uh, maybe non-matches before so, you got to her? Yeah. See, I, it was weird that I found myself on that site because I, nor- I always thought that was just ridiculous and, you know, why would anybody use a dating site? Was it an ego thing, you think? Uh, could be. Would, I mean... Would I, you go on an internet dating site? 
Uh, no. I'll make well, a profile but, but, on Farmers Only. Uh, two of my best friends met and had a wedding here, what, two weeks ago that had met on a dating site. They did. The world is changing. Yeah. I saw yeah, the, the pictures of that. That yeah. was a yeah, beautiful it, wedding. You know, yeah. yeah, it really was. And they are quite a couple. I can't imagine one without the other. Mm. So it really it changed my mind. I'd never even heard of such a I thing. I probably really. wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but, you know, it worked for me. It was like a really, you know, low kind of point in my life that I decided, you know, why not? try it because what else you know what could go wrong i mean i guess a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things could go wrong my you friend. could die but, you know, i figure like <laughs> okay. movies about that stuff yeah. <laughs> i get some you know i check some people out if i'm not into them i don't have to talk to these people you know and i figured i'm a guy so i'm probably gonna have a much easier experience on a site like that than if i was a girl that's interesting i would i would think the opposite really i would think like for a guy i mean and we're, and we're talking in a heteronormative world here so yes. please pause for a moment uh we'll get back to the anal play later on but <laughs> good, um good. no i would think that the guy it's like they're applying for a job because there's so many more guys that are on there i would think than women oh, oh you do raise yes. an interesting point because it is kind of like that it's competition and there like, are more guys mm-hmm. on these things you think i would just think that like men traditionally are thought of as more uh horn doggy and yeah. uh ah. and like ah. women are traditionally thought of as maybe being a little bit more selective and again right. these are probably and inappropriate and heteronormative probably well, going to get beaten up by uh, <laughs> about saying these things well, stereotypes you're not saying it's absolutely no, like no but i mean yeah. no no and all the really dumb guys are on craigslist doing it <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so well, uh, you're just putting yourself in a vulnerable position, you, you know are, what yeah. I mean? But both people are. Well, my girlfriend, Dan, her name's Dana, she told me the same thing, and that I was the only guy who actually had, like, something normal to say, like, you know, that wasn't totally creepy and, like, you know, obviously hitting on her. Yeah. So, um, I but guess... There's a blog we follow called Straight White Boys Texting, <laughs> and it's a lot of like internet not just texting like internet stuff and a lot of dudes on the internet say a lot of inappropriate things right away yeah <laughs> i was do. surprised yeah. at some of the stuff she was telling me that she would you know get all the she said because she got you know told she got uh out of a you know really bad breakup and a friend recommended why don't you just go on okay cupid like what you know might as well just try it out and uh no she was telling me about all like you know hundreds of emails and stuff that she'd get from these wow. guys you know uh, two questions. Number one, uh, Johnny Ross Andrew, if, yes. if you'd like to throw anything into the old crazy uh, date intimacy conversation pile, you're oh, welcome to. Yes. You're well, welcome to. You know, There's like, a good story that I can think of, but let's see if you'll tell Wait, me. what's the good story that you can think uh, of? It involved a classic car. That was a great story. Oh, dude. I don't think I should tell that on... Is okay, this a I'll backseat story? No, it's a, it's not. It's actually a names. hood story. A hood story. Um, I was dating in, a girl. Oh, are you um, really telling this? I'm telling it, okay. dude. <laughs> That's all right. The pa- it happened in the past. It's in the past. You're, you know? you're right. I was yeah. like 17. And how old are you now? I'm 25. Oh, pff, ancient yes. history. Ancient. I'm yeah. so old. <laughs> um, so she had horses and we were at her... I was visiting her horse stable for the first time and the woman that owned the stables had a little garage with a very old very nice very well taken care of uh porsche in it what color was the porsche what color yeah green Green. (laughs) it was green (laughs) and uh the inside of the garage was not furnished i remember that it was very unfinished go on okay so (laughs) but but there was this car there was and uh being 17 and still living at home and trying to get any chance you can get at intimacy, we decided to go into this garage thinking she didn't see us, and I guess she totally saw us. <laughs> and um, we proceeded to uh, 
<laughs> to make love <laughs> on the hood of this Porsche. Which begs the question, and, and by the way, I'm loving the Jared question, so please keep <laughs> it going. Intimate. I like the tone. I just like everything about it. But, it my, but I have a question. Was uh, it a 911? Oh, what? <laughs> no, a that's, a, that's a type of a car. Um, I have but, no idea. It was a tragedy. But it, you it know, was a tragedy. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't one of those 914s or those things. <laughs> so, I mean, I, it makes me think, before you finish the story, it's like, you know, is 17-year-old Johnny Ross Andrew, is he an aggressive lovemaker? Um, much more... Maybe aggressive in the sense that I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just going for it. That's good. Does any does any one of us really know what Still we're doing? Don't. Thank you. You know, that's the human experience. Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, we were found out. Um, we were one, found she out. saw us go in. Two, I left evidence behind <laughs> on the hood. <laughs> and I was banned from ever coming back. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh... So you left evidence behind, which would suggest then that she waited for you to finish? Oh, she must have just been like, I don't even want to deal with that right now. Okay. These two teens. Mm -hmm. And you had to do it on the car, huh? Dude, I don't know. It was like, there it was. and It's truly like a Guns N' Roses kind of like (laughs) What was that music video with the the chick on the... White White Snake. White Snake. It was like, you know, I wasn't even... There was no thinking involved. It was just like, there. (laughs) <laughs> there let's go let's do it we're inside she can't see us yeah and, and so she could as fast as we can I, I guess my one last question would be well, do you remember any of the lines from her uh excoriation of you uh well she didn't excoriate me um this she later she waited until uh my girlfriend at the time that disgusting had come young back. man was gone yeah <laughs> yeah so i was gone and she had come back again and she was like hey by the way um, yeah, he's not allowed back because <laughs> I know what you guys did. Oh, Were you completely nude on the Porsche? Um, no. Um, around that time, you know, there's too much risk in getting <laughs> nude. So it's mainly just like shirt tucked under my chin, <laughs> <laughs> pants kind of pulled down. <laughs> you know, you got to be ready to like fight or flight. You got to be ready to pull up and go. How did you possibly oh, perform under that, uh, that extreme anxiety? You, life finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Going back, could, to you know? Park. <laughs> Going back to Jurassic Park. Going back to Jurassic Park. You know, life finds a way. Hey, I got a question for State Faults. Uh-huh. Uh, there used to be a fourth member. Yes. Yes. yes did. And so, and so, what ha- is it? Is it okay? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's just one of those things that kind of like, you know, he's one of our best friends, and I think after a while, I mean, we all hang out, you know, when we're not playing music, and that was just one of those things that I think it worked. Our band with those four members work because we all loved hanging out with each other um and i think in that case he liked hanging out with us a little bit more than he enjoyed the music side of it so you know and we had that's a couple be interesting that's tough on the dynamic when you when you lose a member and become a three-piece how did that work how was that change well i mean he while being a very important member didn't really help a lot with the writing i guess so like the we are the three songwriters principally so you know, yeah, like the dynamic still there. Yeah, I think that's kind of why we decided to at least stay stay a three piece. piece. I mean, that's not to say maybe in the future we'll find like the perfect dude or dudette and then like be a four piece again. Right. But I think that was kind of the mentality. Like, well, we've been friends. We've been through this thing for like almost five five years now. Yeah, we know how it works. Yeah, we know how so each other instead works. Instead of trying to find a new person and try to make it jive, like not only on a friendship level but like a working relationship level, like we're all good to go. And yeah, yeah, Michael and I have been jamming since high school. Yeah, so like, and we've known each other. Since, since third grade so that's like 17 years <laughs> of being yeah. friends and 
I feel like, yeah, which it's also and never kinda, once a big rift, huh? No. Oh, I mean the the one time junior high. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear. Yeah, it. Let's the, hear one the one time, time that actually happened. I don't know if you remember. It was right before I joined. With yeah. What was once Brother Bear? Because I very much was in like shitty adult. Hood, where he's like, "Hey, I'm starting this band. You want to do it?" And Michael's like, like, "No, I'm going to go to college." Exactly. I was like, "Well, I got this <laughs> job, and I'm going to school, so I can't do it." And but then he starts sending me some of the demos him and Jared were doing. And I was like, "This is like really good." So I immediately dropped out of college, broke up with his girlfriend, I broke up with <laughs> not my current girlfriend, then girlfriend, and um, all the money I had saved from working that I was planning on doing for college, I spent on all new gear. And <laughs> It almost, and, yeah. it, it almost didn't happen, it, and it's kind of cute because Johnny, them being so close, Johnny and Michael, that we got an email from Johnny saying, hey guys, I don't think I can be in the band anymore. I just I love playing music with my best buddy, yeah, Michael. I didn't know mm. how to, to combine both worlds at the right. time. Yeah. So he was going to branch off and just start doing music with Michael, and we're like, dude, why can't Michael just be in the band? And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then so that's how it all kind of began, which yeah, yeah like... <laughs> And yeah, so it's crazy to think that it almost didn't happen, and it's definitely, you know, stupid. <laughs> so I'm very thankful because Johnny very could have easily and justifiably be like, okay, well, whatever. But you know, what do you think you'd be doing right now if you hadn't made that series Dude. of? Decisions? Oh, I know exactly what I'd be doing. Okay, yeah. so um, am I allowed to say corporate names? For Please you? say them all. Say okay. everything. So my very first job was Rayleigh's, the grocery store. Like right when I turned 16, I started working there. And I worked there for like seven years, seven, eight years. And like I moved up and became a manager. And that was like my thing. I was like, well, I'm here. So fuck it. I guess (laughs) guess I'll just do this. And so I know for a fact that like, because it kind of became a weird like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like familiar, comfortable kind of thing. Or even though it, it like sucked, and I hated it. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm here, so whatever. So I'd probably just be there, just still working at Stupid Rayleigh's. Well, you so. would have gone to college too. Well, yeah, I would have, because I was trying to do both, so I'd maybe get a degree in something. Michael yeah. has an associate's degree, though. I He's did the graduate, most educated man. I graduated then. junior college, which is more than my parents have done. So I joke <laughs> that I'm the smartest in the family. And how do they feel about that? Uh, they're really proud because, like, they. Like they had me when they were super young, so they had to drop out of school to have me, and and I like I paid for it and everything. So they're like, "You fucking did it!" But then my sister went to Davis and got her <laughs> bachelor's, so she like usurped me, which was kind of messed up. And you'll never forgive her. For that. I won't, because yeah. it's like totally not right. Like she just why, why would she ever <laughs> like better was, herself? You were king of the mountain, and now you're not. I know. Now I'm just like a, a squire. Yeah, I'm not a king. No, you're a daimyo now. A daim- well, that's still kind of high. Yeah, wait till right? she gets her masters. That she's yeah. going. That's what yeah. she's doing right now, and so she's just keep getting better you and know, better. Oh, that yeah. makes me sick. Right? <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> no way I'm proud for your sister for crying out loud. Yeah, well, I am too. Like, well, it's Davis cool. is not a walk and in the park. And there's the dividing no. yeah. line between yeah. Tom and I. Tom is proud of your sister. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. think it's a shitty thing. <laughs> oh, I know. Why I go to school makes no sense. You're going Stop down, ball. Amy Weldon. <laughs> um, we can have her on the show for a proper rebuttal. <laughs> we should. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> now, did you break up with the girlfriend because of the band? It was... Um, Johnny insisted. Yeah. I did. I was like, Johnny's like, you got we're, it. We're going to be together. She's got to go. I was like, you're right. It was very much, it was kind of, um, it was just kind of coming to an end in the sense that like, because I wasn't happy like working full time and going to school full time and hanging out with her full time. <laughs> and so, you know, she was a nice person, but it was just, we were just different. Like I was rock and she was prep. She was not rock. <laughs> And so when this opportunity kind of arised and I was like, I think I want to pursue it. She was like really not cool. And she was like, that's fucking stupid. 
you're going to school, you have this job, why would you so want to do this? She was, uh, you were Slayer and she was Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was, I was metal. And so, that's, that's tough to get around. And so it was a bummer and it was kind of one of those things where I was just doing what I thought I had to do. Like, well, I think I have to go to school and I think I have to have a job and I think I have to be with her because I've just always been with her. But so it was kind of like things were kind of rocky anyway. And so we broke up the day I graduated junior college. Mm-hmm. And then that afternoon was our first band practice. So it was like all in one fell swoop. <laughs> what an emotionally yeah, all tumultuous oh, and I, day. And I, and I, I, uh, I went to IHOP that day because my, gran- my grandparents <laughs> watched me graduate the JC and they're like, let's go to IHOP to celebrate. It was a full day, dude. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen it work out in a positive way where a person tells another person, don't follow your dreams. You're making a <laughs> dumb move. Oh. I mean, does oh, that ever work? No. Just the sentence is like no. very mean. I know. When yeah. you were saying that to me, I was like, ugh. Exactly. How and, do those words even and escape it your mouth? Because like, it's so subjective. You can't be like, well, X, Y, and Z, this is the reason why it's going to be great. Because in her mind, you know, it's probably what a lot of conventional thinking is. Where it's like, well, of course, it's like a risk. It might not pan out. So why even try it? Which I think is kind of dumb. But Oh, no, you're young. You can exactly. <laughs> blow, that, you've got time to blow so many exactly. situations. Exactly. So that's yeah. what, you know, why yeah, not? Yeah. Well, just music is just what we are and what we yeah, do. Yeah, so e- like, even if it doesn't yeah. become like Metallica famous, I still just enjoy hanging out with these guys and playing music. Yeah. And, but even that, you know, she was like, what? Why are you wasting your time? Which was well, like, why aren't so, you with me? Exactly. Like, not cool. So, so would you say that uh, she's a doctor now? Which is, oh yeah, she's way successful without me. <laughs> God bless her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. just a normie. Absolutely, I, she's a normie. Yeah, I was just talking to uh, Anthony. Anthony Lasalle about this. About what? Uh, normies and how um, <laughs> for those out there, normie is like someone not in the punk circle. Yeah, and it's really stupid because of course we're like a weird random click of a thing, and our group of circle people probably doesn't even matter in the next city. You know what I mean? But like, an, you know, it's like a normie. Like they don't understand like. Oh, they you, don't go to shows. They don't even know what shows are. Yeah, they don't understand like, oh, you, you're in a band, but you're not like on the radio or you're, you're in a band, but you're not Nickelback. You know what I mean? They like, don't they, listen to Against Me. That kind of conventional thinking where it's like, oh, you're in a band. Why aren't you in L.A. playing the whiskey? Like, that's how you make it, right? Like with Motley Crue. Like, uh, I think, though, also they don't understand, uh, zooming out a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, the idea of doing something and not being paid to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, so often. Like, I guess. like, so how much money did you make at the show? Like, that's yeah. the first question you get. That's, like, always the that's how my parents are too. Like, as they're so well, great. And I got like twenty five cents in a exactly. bag of Tootsie like, Rolls. It, yep, I got a lot. Of, I got paid in Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I got the Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> but Funny, like, we and, did a nor- and a normie <laughs> would be like, "What the fuck is that?" And mm-hmm. a non-normie would be like, "That is so great." Exactly, because right. they understand <laughs> yeah. like the struggle. Wow, they, wow, they gave you Tootsie exactly. Rolls. Yeah, yeah. We did get paid in food stamps one time. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. He took us Can to food max. That story, please. All right, we're playing in Stockton. And we get finished for the show, and the dude's like, okay, I don't have money for you, but I have $150 left on my food stamps uh, card. Let's go to Food Max. I'm going to buy you $150 for the food. <laughs> and we're like, all right. Wow. And so we went to Food Max. We were with another touring band. We were touring with another band, and he bought both of our bands $150 worth like, of food. Wow. Very nice. I bet you've all had this experience in regards to normies. Uh, you want to share. You're very excited about something you made. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a video. It's a song. It's a whatever. And you're just so excited. You can't. Ex- you just can't hide it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to share it with your friends or your family or your coworkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you sit them down and you play it for them, and they 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 don't know how to react. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. and they're yeah. lost. exceptionally uncomfortable. And in the first thirty <laughs> seconds, you're like, "Fuck! I wish I could just turn this off." Yeah, yeah. They don't. I wish I could turn it. back time and never do this. I know, that, right? <laughs> it's kind of sad because now I like. It sounds kind of like messed up, but I'm at the point now. I don't tell anyone. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I do not tell here. if they're not like someone in the you know quote unquote circle who might get it. Like, no one at my job knows. Like, I'm in a band, and I refuse to tell people. And it sucked, because in my last job, people started finding out. And then there's always that awkward normie question. What kind of music do you play? Would That's I like worst, it? Dude. Yeah, like, oh, so, yeah, how much do you make at your show? What how, kinda... how do I describe to you in bands that you know what my band Exactly. Like? So for a while, the joke was, like, Metallica. We so sound like, like Metallica. <laughs> so, like, when we would get, like, merch orders, right, and we go to, like, a post office and ship it out, and the guy's like, oh, you're in a band? What kind of band? Uh, Metallica. Because <laughs> I feel like that's a good, like, people get it. Like, oh. It's loud. Yeah, yeah. it's loud. It's yelling fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I can... I can contextually, I guess, understand that. So you made a, a comment about uh, the scene that you're in feels very important, that maybe uh-huh. the next town over, not so, mm-hmm. uh, potentially. Um, but you guys have had more success than uh, other like bands, and not that it matters. Yeah. But not that you're any better than anybody. Oh, cool. yeah. I'm not saying that, but, yeah. what I, but I mean, you, are, you have been on a couple labels that label mates are, are quite significant. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How does that happen? Luck, uh, dude. I don't even know. It's Robin all, Williams. It all Jeannie seems just like how did it happen? Yeah. We, uh, I mean, the right person heard something. Yeah. That's, right? Well, that's, that's exactly it. it. Yeah. Like, did our, you guys put yourself out to the right person, or did the right well, person hear or see? You? Yes we, and no. When kinda? we started, we were extremely eager, and we took the very first. We made five songs yeah. as Brother Bear that we recorded ourselves. And we were just super pumped, and we sent them to every single music blog that we could think of. Yeah. And put a download link and said, hey, just please talk about it and put up the download link so people can download it. Like, you know, if you don't like it or don't want to talk about it, whatever, write about it if we don't care. Um, just to get it out there. Yeah. And I think that's one of the one of the blogger owners that we sent it to was actually one of the owners of the label Tiny Engines. And he was like, dude, this is cool. And sent us an email and was like, are you writing another record? And we're like, oh, my gosh, because they had put out bands like Tiger's Jaw and Castavet and stuff that we're really into. And we were like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we're writing. We can send you anything we're writing right now. <laughs> like, just please, like, help us. And they liked what we were doing and decided to yeah. put out our first LP. And I think No Sleep heard of us because... A press release got well, yeah, Which is their current label, right? Yeah, yeah we're on the label. Yeah. Um, the guy, is it the same guy? Was it... Uh, it was Ray. Oh, no. Ray, well, it was, Will, was it Will or Chuck who sent out the... It was, one it was Chuck. One I'm pretty sure it was Chuck. Anyways, he, he was, you know, one of the guys who owns the label, he sent out uh, press releases and stu- and like um, the guy, Ray, who was... He's, he's like, like he's like the business end of uh, No Sleep Records. He was on vacation and he checked his email and he was like, "Huh, I like this. Looks interesting." And listened to one song and immediately bought the whole album and listened to it like all through the vacation, I guess. And when he got back, he was like, "Dude, we should hit these yeah, dudes so. up." And they took us right, to right place at the right time. They yeah. took us to lunch at a burrito place. It was very, it was very like you got wine and dine. Yeah, it was crazy. Like I don't want to say like it, it's almost like kind of like getting seduced, where like it's like oh what big label. But they didn't I, need to because we were already very seduced. Yeah, and like at like what you were saying, Jim. Like they definitely have like really rad bands like Bouncing Composure and Rocky Vadalado. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He yeah, he, he just oh, played wow. here yeah, recently. Santa yeah. Rosa. Yeah, fairly notable yeah. singer songwriter. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. are like kind of. You know, kind of, they're, they're, they're like a great big yeah. deal, but 
Well, that's that's the thing I think that the uh, normies uh, yeah. or whatever respectful term you would like mm-hmm. to use to describe such people <laughs> uh, don't understand is that like for you guys and maybe this is like a secret we don't want everybody to know, but just the idea of being taken to lunch by uh, people in power at a label that has those bands is like the most thrilling moment thus oh, far yeah. of the oh, musical yeah. journey. Definitely. Oh yeah, it was. Nothing could happen with it, but the fact that people who own a label with notable bands have you, it's they, like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just the fact they were interested enough to like take the time to do that was just them hitting us up in general was like insane. Yeah. Even just hearing of, or even getting any kind of attention from any, like I think, uh, I think top shelf records like on Twitter, like sent us something on Twitter or I don't remember what it was. They retweeted or they, they like, they said something to us about they said how something our, really nice. Said about like our record kills or something like that. And I was just, just like, that's out. so cool. <laughs> and now the Velveteen's on I'm top pretty show, sure. Which is when amazing. We could, I think Michael and I were at work at Rayleigh's because I also worked at Rayleigh's when we got the email about no sleep. And I ran to the break room and immediately group texted everyone. Was like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> like no way. I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm a bag boy at Rayleigh's right now, and I just got hit up by no so sleep records. Was this Brother Bear or it's it, a state false? At this it's time, a state false. Yeah. So we changed our name uh, when when we went with Tiny Engines, the yeah. label before. Good idea. Because they, because it was like kind of like a, okay, yeah, you guys. There's other bands. And yeah. The, the name yeah, Brother and Bear. so. You need to clear that up. That's kind of, yeah. exactly. And so that's when we put out the first uh, full length, so. As State Faults. As State Faults, yeah. Hey, here's the thing. State Faults was listed in AP Magazine's 100 Bands You Need to Know in 2014. This <laughs> happened. Yeah. This oh is a thing God. that happened. That happened. Katy Perry was also listed in that I read from a Facebook comment. What? <laughs> Not in 2014, but in an earlier edition oh, okay. of the AP's Magazine's 100 well, Bands. Well, and everybody went on and got to know her, too. We're, go- <laughs> We're going up, you guys. <laughs> Uh, Super Bowl halftime. Here we come. So this will be. This will sound like an annoying interview type thing, but it's going to lead to a good point. Okay. I hope. Okay. Uh, Jared Wallace, my man to the my left here, said uh, it's less a conscious effort and more listening to the bands that we're, in, we're influenced by and wanting to make music that gives us that same feeling. That's yeah. what you said in response to the bands that you feel have uh, influenced you yeah. guys. Some of those listed were Depeche Mode, Radiohead, The Cure, Thrice, Me Without You, As Cities Burn. And you guys uh, have influences that extend far past other musicians, national or non. Mm. Uh, I know that uh, the Final Fantasy video game series has played a role <laughs> in uh, some of your song titles. Is that correct? Yes. yes. yes correct. Um, why is that? Well, I think just like yeah. before we were musicians, we were playing video games as kids, you know, and as adults, we're still playing video mm-hmm. games we were playing as kids. And uh, I mean, before music, took over our lives i mean video games were there for us as like an escape you know like especially the role-playing games like final fantasy and legend of zelda and all that you know chrono trigger chrono trigger oh, i yeah. never got oh, you know secret what? of mana that we, game's fucking hard, <laughs> game's hard I did, dude, yeah. <laughs> right from the get-go <laughs> yeah um so you know it's just like it was something to connect with like as a story level as an interactive story like yeah. not just like a movie you know you like you felt because you were uh you know you were you're perf- part of it you're part of it yeah. i mean so you know it's like you really connect on that level and as a musician i've been able to connect on that level with other bands and other people and make a lot of friends and stuff so it's kind of just like an homage i guess like, yeah you know the- like i love final fantasy i love video games and i love music so yeah. mix it all together i agree the, the only kind of lame thing though at least in my opinion is I don't, I guess it doesn't matter, but part of me kind of feels like, oh, I hope that's just not what I re- get remembered for. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, you're that 
goofy band that likes video games. Like, well, yeah, but... Do you feel that that reputation is that strong? That someone may no. take away the State Falls experience being a video game? I think band? a lot of the times, like, the first thing people will talk to us about after shows is like... You guys played Final Fantasy X? And then like, <laughs> do you remember that fight where, like, Seymour <laughs> was, like, super strong? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I do. That's where we got the whole rhythm section. <laughs> yeah, started. yeah. So and we were... so that's kind of like a thing. And then, like, for a while, too, I had, like, this huge mustache. And so that was another kind of, like, band to fan interaction where it's like, you're the guy with the mustache. I saw you online. And Michael, stuff. Michael, before we de- the shows would even start, it would have people come up to like, you're at State Faults. You have the mustache. <laughs> yeah, and so and that's, that's like really them. cool and stuff and like really flattering. But it's also like, you know, there's that dumb artistic, like, yeah. me, I want to be known for my music, not this. <laughs> you're me. a human no, being. Not my mustache. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, you're not just a but, facial hair. But I agree with you what you're saying, like, as far as influences and stuff. And it's cool because it's another level you can interact with someone. So it's not just music, but you can also talk to them and be like, yeah, that one game was sick. Or right. that yeah. one part was That's cool. That's another way to so connect for sure. Yeah. And again, I don't think of you as a video game band. Tom, you don't think of them as a video game band. No, I didn't. I didn't, didn't even know that that was oh, a part Your legacy is safe. That, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> but I do think that they are you. When you play those games, you are entering a world of like story oh, and, yeah. and moral mm-hmm. and yeah. all sorts. Yeah, well, of- look at uh, so um, uh, Led Zeppelin. I mean, they had so many uh, references. Uh, oh, what's his name there? Well, they, <laughs> Jimmy the writer, Robert Plant. He was big on Tolkien. Yes, yeah, and they kept. Yes. And for me, that was tough to do uh, as a kid listening to it. It took me out of the moments of what they were writing about. I didn't believe it at that point. Uh, I had issues with that. Yeah. Well, I think Johnny does a really good job because he writes all the lyrics. So, like, for example, like one of our songs, well, a couple of our songs, like Meteor, Ultima, these are like attacks that you can do in the game. And, but he, I think he does a good job in the sense that, like what you're saying about how, like, I, I think, is it, uh, Miss like Missy Mountain or Over the Hills and Far Away, like he straight up yes. says, "Yes, boom." And the Hobbit walked on the grass. Yeah, like, instead mean, of being so direct, that was hard for me. Yeah, instead yeah. of being so direct, Johnny, I, I feel the like depths of Mordor. What? Yeah, yeah, I feel like Johnny's <laughs> lyrics aren't so oh, well, black and white. They're more the to me- it. The songs aren't about video exactly. games. They're just <laughs> named after. Exactly, <laughs> and that is why Johnny Ross Andrews is a genius. He is a genius. Yes. Thank you. A handsome. I one. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also really humble. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, you probably, was you recently wrote that, uh, is it Despera? Uh, yes. That that's one of your favorite songs that you guys have ever written. Yeah. Uh, is there anything about the theme message or lyrics of that song that speaks to you particularly? Um, yeah. It's just like the whole, I mean, De- Despera is a B-side to Resonate Desperate. Um, and that whole album was about anxiety and... Uh, just not really feeling invincible anymore. Like as a youth, you tend to feel invincible, like nothing can hurt you and that you're infallible and stuff. But like, I was really feeling my mortality and stuff. And, uh, I think that song, you know, we were talking about not being very direct. I feel like that was the most direct. I was able to articulate my feelings at the time. And, uh, and just the setting that the lyrics were written in, like I had written down, like, on the couch in my friend's house with these dudes sleeping around me. Actually, Michael was in the next room watching Star Trek super loud. <laughs> not by choice. Not <laughs> so, so what, like this was like a weak moment in your life or a weak period where you're feeling weak, you're feeling yeah, uh, like, humbled maybe compared to yeah. how you before, but yet you're surrounded by But uh, I'm su- surrounded by people love. that love me and I love them. And, you know, like 
it was and recording that album and playing the songs definitely just is like a, a healing and coping mechanism for that and writing it all down definitely uh helped me deal with it all and i think just being so direct in that song uh just makes it one of my favorites tom gaffey do you have any thoughts on the state false experience thus far yeah it's been it's been a great experience um and and uh they're a dynamic trio oh thank you uh, thanks thank like you. i say they they hearkened uh, back to a couple things that i really relate well to uh watching them play most of all it's i think what you'd notice is if you spend some time watching and listening to them uh, they are a tight they are a tight crew uh i've learned tonight that they've spent some time together uh, uh as friends and that's got a must have a lot to do with the fact that you guys are a tight tight band uh you can just watch it uh you've got uh, you've got a rhythm section that i think is really dynamic and then you've got a guitar line just leading through in and out of it all that is just extremely effective well if you liked that description then you're really going to love what you have to see next. And uh, they are tight. They are they're a tight, tight, powerful band. We're tight but whole. Yeah, you all yeah, and that and and well, I mean not. We understand they're clean. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, sure, but not you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely not. Thank you. Anyway, let's be honest here. If we're going to, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll continue that talk off the air, and um, we really appreciated you guys coming on tonight. Yeah, thank, thank, you, thank, you, thank you, you so much. You guys are awesome. It feels and, like and it's been so short. Uh, we love State Faults. We love yeah, you. We love, we love you guys. And we are excited to watch you play music right now. So we're going to yeah. do a breakdown, and we're going to do a setup, and State Faults is going to play us some music. So thank you guys for joining yeah, us. Thank you. Thank you. 